pretty uh, common topic on this show. What's that? <laughs> Celebrity sex offenders. Are we gonna go straight? Oh shit! We're all right. We're rolling into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We yeah. talk about them a lot. Well, it's because it's so fucking frequently outed nowadays. Or that. we care more. I don't probably know that too. it is. <laughs> uh, it's definitely, there's just a never-ending increase in the drama culture. Uh, I yeah. feel, you know. Well, yeah, I mean. It's always escalating sure. to like, what yeah. is happening with yeah. this person that I don't care about? All right, so I've had going off on this tangent for sure i think that's part of it and i think all intertwined with social media and how we're all getting our information and connecting to the world and others now is so vastly different than what it was like 20 30 years ago like we just have no idea what's happening but like we're trying to keep up with these technological changes and stuff right Mm -hmm. i sit and i think sometimes are we just being old fucking men? Is this oh. what our fathers did? What do you mean? When they were in their 30s and 40s, were were they like, oh man, IBM's around, fucking shit's changing, and this is all, oh, and these, con- these con- I bet you, what was, well, what I don't was know. a hot time? Madonna pushing her, pushing oh. her agenda, you know? And like getting real worked up because it was like how it was, like how much of it is work. Not necessarily we're clinging, but people who have the mindset of kind of cling to an idea. You think like at of a certain the way things were, were yeah. in society and culture is never or never Rigid. stagnant. It's yeah. always changing, right? I don't know anymore yeah. now because it, it makes me think of like the whole system. The as world a whole. keeps like, on is spinning, it, is Ryan. It because world we are just following our, our natural kind of evolution into like death essentially sure our cycle is How you now doing, we are in like the stage where we Welcome. are afraid and open or, or not necessarily open what's not afraid either what is a good word for it because i'm trying to say this in the most sensitive <laughs> way possible sure um not necessarily afraid but where we are feeling like there is a new generation essentially pushing us out and making us obsolete and that their problems aren't really important as our problems which is what probably our fathers said about us and then the generation before them and the generation before them i mean i don't think i'm there yet though i don't think i'll get there till maybe my 50s but like right now i'm still i'm cool do whatever man yeah yeah times are changing i get it like yes but but we get wrapped up in the culture because in a, in addition to talking about like all the sex scandals and stuff like that drama does fucking come up. We oh, talk I about see. it constantly, you know. Well, but and, and also that's like what the world's interested in now. Not everybody in the world. I it, no. It, and it that's is... what I'm asking. Are there a bunch of these people who have this mindset who are like in the tw- sub twenty mindset? No, but I think in different areas of enjoyment. Like, mm. all right, so, so there's probably a dude. Interesting. Okay. There's probably a dude that's super into like weekend dirt biking that doesn't give a fuck that Kevin Spacey uh, <laughs> made people blow him. You know, he doesn't right. give a shit. Okay. But you and I, because we like this entertainment industry, True. we are more drawn True. to that, and so that's a thing. But like, if some motorcycle dude like snapped his leg or something, he would know about that, and I wouldn't. You know, it's just these. Yeah. It's what is important to the things you're interested in, too. That's true. There is some of that that's, like, overarching and far-reaching. Like, a political scandal Mm -hmm. is probably going to have a much higher impact on the general area of people rather than, like, celebrity sex scandal or things like that. It's interesting. It's interesting that you think this. And I think you're probably right. Because this shit dominates social media. But... I'm sure there are a ton of people out there who just outright refuse social media and do not. Oh, sure. And also with that shit at all. It's been like even admitted, I think, by like at least Facebook and I know Twitter does it, too. Like they tailor the shit you see on there to your taste. Yeah. So which, again, makes it even more of an echo chamber that distorts what reality is. And we really need to think what social media is. It's fucking scary, scary uh, implications, maybe for I don't know our sociological well-being our our 
mental well-being. It's going to have effects we don't know yet. That's that's it. So, hey, buddy. I don't know. I just can't have these thoughts. I'm sorry. Hey, what's up? What are we doing? Welcome today? to a potpourri episode, everybody. In case you, <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't tell, tell. Uh, that was five minutes of completely stupid existential bullshit that we just pulled out of our ass. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Glad to have you. Howdy, howdy. What's been going on with you, bud? Um, well, you want to talk about this weekend? I was wondering if that's what you're leading. I mean, we could. It's it's a thing that happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could talk about this weekend. So, uh, originally we were going to spend this past weekend, uh, which should be this weekend or this past weekend when this <laughs> releases. So I think that checks out. Uh, we were gonna go to Massachusetts to see our good buddy Mitch from Nerdy Thursday. He was on the uh back to the future episode and then we did a tommy boy episode for his patronage over at patreon oh yeah 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 yeah. um but he's a good friend of the show and we he came to the 24-hour stream last year that's right yep and he's been at the last three louisville at a kate expo no he missed year two did he miss a year he came year one and he came year three is that right Uh uh-huh year two he didn't come and sean came late personality was just so big well, that, that was also... I really thought he was there. That oh, was the uh, was Bridge the Gap year. Drunk, yeah. That was Bridge the Gap year. So you're, you're permitted... Memories work right for that uh-huh. year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> totally understandable, buddy. I, I got killed you. like 20% of my brain, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, we were supposed to go up to Massachusetts to see not only Mitch, but Mitch was going to get married. Yeah. To the love of his life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we were also going to see Sean, of course. Mm-hmm. Both boys from Nerdy Thursday. And Brian... From yeah. uh, Caped Podcasters. Mm-hmm. Really cool dude, too. I bet you we would have seen Gus. Oh, yeah. There would have even probably been Gus stories to have been had. Yeah. But and, uh, sadly. Uh, the airlines uh, screwed us over. Yeah. Which is the... This is honestly the first time it's ever happened to me. Same and I here. used to travel for work, and I've been on a lot of airplanes. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that this ever happened to the point that... Uh, so basically... Our first flight, as soon as we get through security, you get a text message. Uh, hey, your flight's delayed by like two hours. Which, of course, we have a connecting flight because that's mm-hmm. how airports work nowadays. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make us miss that connecting flight. Which resulted in... Us having to, I don't know, consider some options. We uh, we, we called the customer service for, I believe it was Delta, mm-hmm. on uh, Thursday. Hashtag Delta still rocks. Yeah, uh, in all in all honesty, nothing nothing I could say badly about their customer service. They were real great and helpful, and did everything they could. Um, but the options we were given were to fly to Detroit, which was our connecting stop in between, stay there, and then try to catch a flight the next afternoon. But it was going to push us to after getting in right after, after the, the wedding. wedding. It give us no time, and then that's kind of rude to show up either real late to a wedding or just to the reception and also like the whole reason like we're really going we want to see we're going for this wedding it's going to be a thing but also to to see sean and mitch and And have some time and like enjoy yeah it was going to be a little trip like it wasn't just hey stop in see this wedding we wanted time Mm -hmm. to hang out with people and sadly it was looking like all of our time was going to be cut short and then on top of that we were going to be late and possibly not even get to the wedding yep so with those options uh clearly not doing it for us the uh, other option was canceling and getting a refund which was insinuated at the time that we could get a refund for the return flight too which we um, which was a different airline yeah we'll get to that <laughs> i've got words to say um they'll be very brief i know i pontificate a lot <laughs> i swear they'll be brief uh, <laughs> um so we ended up having to really think of what to do and it came down to canceling our flight and uh so we did we got a full refund from delta they were great they apologized profusely like they they, they really showed that they cared had to cancel our Whole trip, essentially. Uh, cancel our hotel that we had booked, Let, our rental let's say car, the all al- this stuff. The other option we had was to rent a car right there and drive like 13, 14 hours straight through the night. Because yeah. this was at like 7 o'clock yeah, that might the be, night before. That might have gotten us in just around the wedding time, too. Yeah. But God, that would have been fucking awful. miserable. Awful. 
No, we would have got there like the next morning, but we would have been up all night driving. Yeah, well, I mean, you're figuring like gas and pee stops too. And if, I don't know. I, I've ridden with Laura before. Uh, yeah, yeah, adds on time. Here's the, I love Laura. I don't like <laughs> riding to the movies when Laura's driving. Especially when we go to Indianapolis. Very slow. Very slow. Very cautious. Yes. But. Would you believe her and her mother have been in fights in a car about her reckless speeding? Laura? <laughs> what the actual hell? Yep. Mary loses her shit and like gets real super nervous and like, oh, you're worrying me, freaking me out. And like cl- clutching like both armrests. <laughs> And like Laura's going maybe 51 in a 50. Dude, if she that, is, and it's usually slower. She is uh consistent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, she is she, But I mean, I'm not complaining because she it's fucking great. gets us there, we get there safe, we get there on time. It's just sometimes I'm looking out the window and I'm like Do I you see okay? the whole flow yeah. of traffic going <laughs> then we're just yeah. there. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. It's that, that's something we know about her. But yeah, she gets into a fight with her mom. I, I enjoy that. Fa- that's a good fact. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Mary thinks she's super reckless as a wow. driver. Okay, Mary. It's crazy. But um, so so with that, we canceled our flights and it was, you know, sad we were going to incur a little bit of fees, but kind of going under the assumption we were going to get most of our money back for most things, so it wasn't going to be an issue. Until we, we call... What, what, uh... It was American Airlines. I know, I was gonna think of a clever way to phrase this with all the beatings and things recently. Just, like, think of, like, the biggest piece of shit airlines you could at the time. You got that name in your head? Are you thinking of it? Well, That's the airline we had to deal with. (laughs) I I know most people in this group, uh, there's the the meme of fuck United, because United Airlines fucked everybody up going Mm. home from... The expo last year. Oh, that's true. And so now I, I would just like, I think we can add American Airlines to the list because they yeah. were not helpful or cooperative at all. No. In the least bit. Had no pity. Uh, and so. Yeah. When dealing with their customer service, this was their exact response. And I got this both verbally and in an email. Okay. So I have fucking written proof of it. Um we are sorry for what you've went through, but we're not going to waive the rules since you are an economy member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. And well, that was it. It's, and that, it's essentially, that is, you buy a cheap ticket yep. and then you're fucked. And I get it. It makes sense. Which is fine, but at no point do they have that policy when you're buying the ticket nope. out front. Like, they hide it like they, they of do course. everything. But, like, I went and checked on, like, all the other fucking airlines for their economy fares. Delta. You get a, a full refund or a ticket to the next one minus like a hundred and dollar a hundred dollar fee or something. You get a hundred dollar cancellation fee. Everything else is waived. United, same fucking policy. Like most, it comes back. American Airlines is the only fucking one yep. who is this chintzy and penny pinching. So this half is America. Of our flight got reimbursed, but half did not. So yeah. we ended up eating a cost for not getting to see our buds and hang out which is a super bummer but we did learn american airlines can eat all of the ass in america or the dicks but both yes oh that's true they might enjoy the ass i know Um, i would that's why i changed it so lick quentin tarantino's chin for 200 years or his feet no because i feel like he'd enjoy that but you wouldn't that's true and him enjoying it might make it worse exactly Ah, did I did I tell you about the time I saw this foot film in 1954? It starred this actress. I don't know where that went. That was like some fucking. <laughs> but long story short, Ryan. Yes. So you don't pontificate. Yes, I'm like pontificating. Oh, Pontius no. Pilate. Oh. Uh, to our good friends Mitchell and Caitlin. Mm. Cheers to you guys Cheers. and your wedding and your marriage and your matrimony. Yes. And we just drank beer for you guys. Um. Let's let's perk it up. Let's get a new topic going here, bud. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about marriage in America. No, no, let's not. Let's do not, that. Do, let's that. not do, that. do that. Let's not do that. Let's talk um, about the opioid crisis. Would you <laughs> opium dens, man? What do you think Are that was like? Not anymore. So, okay, 
I wait, but like is it er, Ehrlich Bachman in Nottingham? Oh, that is, and that's current year. So that's Silicon Valley. You know, they might exist over in Asia or Asian countries. Oh, I'm sure. Ah, uh, the only one I've ever been to is Korea. You okay? So you have been to one? Well, yeah. So have you? No, not an opium den. I've just been yeah, to an opium a, den. No, I've okay. been to an Asian country, and so have you, is all I'm saying. But uh, I don't think Koreans are known for no, opium. They're actually super not into drugs at all, pretty like, much. Like, it's real, real, real. Str- like, you have to be mob I know, level to get drugs in Korea. Well, and I know, like, weed is, like, especially treated very harshly in Korea. Like, yeah. one of the worst places in the world. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, for sure. So I don't know where you would find opium dens in Korea. I don't know if they'd exist. But I bet you, like, what, China, Tibet? Like... Well, they came over to America from uh, Chinese train laborers. Ah, that makes sense. That and, makes sense. Uh, then people get whacked the fuck out on opium and you just lay around and smoke it all day. Fuck yeah. Because it makes you super lazy. It's like the laziness of marijuana, I guess, like up to 50 I've never done opium. Up to 50. So like, like times 50? 50 times? I, I don't know. It makes you super fucking, like, lazy. And you just lay. Because, like, all opium dens are just, like, couches and beds. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you just lay around. And then you get super addicted to it. So that's all that you do. Yeah, it makes sense. Was it well, uh, in Inception? Wasn't there an opium den that they visit? Was that it, that or, or was the, it just a hookah bar? They were putting people to sleep, specifically. So that's why I would say, like, opium den, because it makes sense with, like, the laziness and lethargy. Dreams are also like a weird almost currency in that fucking universe. It's true. It is. It's a very weird thing. Because it's all made up. Well, yeah. Because it's all in his head. So oh, I see what it's you're about saying. Dreams. Cobb is the dream. Did the top fall? Hashtag it didn't. <laughs> Cobb is Neo from the Matrix, which spells one. Here's a question. Would Leo DiCaprio at any stage of his acting career have been a better choice for Neo than Keanu Reeves? I don't know if I can say better, but I can say a fine. Okay. I think Leo would have been a pretty enjoyable Neo. I think, I, what age would you go to? Like what? What? Uh, around what movies? You go gangster. Like New Departed. Leo? Departed. Departed. Okay. Yeah. So young, but not quite like the Revenant recent old old man, like gruff. Yeah, Leo. I mean, like, because I think in the story, Neo is like 30. And even at oh, that sure. age, Morpheus is a little worried because he's been jacked in for so long. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to get it around there. Yeah, I will say. Uh, Can I, you think of anybody Leo, who would have made a better? I would. I think Leo is a little too pretty boy for Neo, because I think you've got to have like somebody that's just especially for when they're mr anderson they just kind of blend in to nothing like they've got to have that every man paul rudd boom that's my answer paul rudd would have been a better man he would have also been a fun one to watch yeah I, that movie may have been completely different by casting paul rudd in it they would, but so, i'd be interested in paul rudd pontificating on like life and meaning and like the structures of the world well here's the here's the one that we can really answer because famously will smith turned down that role yeah so what do you think of will smith as neo i think that's a total miscast because will smith is not an everyman he doesn't have that kind of forgettable vibe he's a lot more flashy whereas keanu obviously plays a lot more subdued Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and i can hear people go oh but ryan but Kyle, you're forgetting about Pursuit of Happiness. No, it's fine. He can I, do fine in those roles, but the ones he shines in, exactly. But aren't I, those, I do enjoy Will Smith a lot. Yeah, like I do too. I just think he would have been miscast for Neo. I do too. I think Keanu. It was like a perfect thing almost. It's one of those that like yeah. it's hard to see anybody else as that, except for Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I see. All right. Will Smith could have been an okay if you're like gender swapping or whatever. I think he's more apart for like Trinity, like he's got more of that swagger that should be. Oh, I see. What Trinity's character is like that's who what that's what Will Smith makes sense for, or as Cipher because then you would never fucking see it coming. Oh yeah, because he's Pant so lovable. Shows up and you're like, I don't trust you. There's something wrong about this guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. But if it's Will Smith, like that's a fucking twist. 
that's a twist because yeah exactly you see the fresh prince you're not gonna see the bad guy come i love that we're going just matrix level fun fact yeah all of the matrix code you see in the movies is just different sushi recipes no shit Uh uh-huh okay that's all it is is it all uh the hir- hiragana, katakana, whatever? Yeah, Japanese all that just weird language. shit and all the random. It's they have, I guess, some program that you type shit in and it makes huh. matrix, but it's just sushi recipes. That's what they put into it. Fantastic. Yeah, I did not know that. Okay, that's a good fact. That's uh, a good one. We can briefly. You want to touch on this Ultimate Alliance? Yeah, we can. Because you're touch big. On it. You're big Marvel man. <laughs> I am. I would say Marvel zombie. That's what they're called from way back. The Marvel Zombies from right around when this when I got into them in high school, college, this was like the what the Marvels referred to themselves as the Marvel Zombies. Like fans of Marvel are the Marvel Zombies. Yeah, I've never heard that before. We refer to DC as the distinguished competition because we're better than them. (laughs) What does DC people refer to themselves as? I don't know. This is weird. I didn't know this had the subset. I mean, Dicks it makes sense. <laughs> Dicks and cucks. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I am not a DC fan. Um, to, I like certain things. I'll read Batman. I'll read a good Superman arc here and there. I'll read Green Arrow, but mostly oh, man. I'll say out of. Do you hear they're making a fucking uh, Red Sun show? What? Yeah. Or no, not a show. Uh, one of the animated movies. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that'll be cool I'm down though. For, that. for a show, I was like, that's kind of a self-contained thing. Yeah, but like, no, like one of the okay. one of the animated movie things. I'm down for that. That's a great arc. I love that so fucking is, uh, book. Uh, All Star Superman, of course, is. But I think they already made that into a. Did they? A couple movies. I uh, see. I've kind of fallen out of some of the DC. Pretty animated sure. Movies I'm not seeing them. I don't watch a lot of them. I did, but for a while, and they were how, all really good. How dope is Mask of the Phantasm? It's really good. Yeah, is it the best Batman animated representation? No, it's not. What it is? It's really good. I honestly, I love Batman's uh, depiction in Justice League: The New Frontier, oh. which is kind of like that. Uh, but Batman Silver standalone Age take on Batman. Batman standalone animated movies. I think Mask yeah. of the Phantasm is pretty fucking good. It's probably up there. Because all I can think of are the Frank Wheeler ones that came out. The Killing Joke and uh, Red Hood stuff. The Dark Knight Returns, which I've never enjoyed. Eh. I like elements of it, but it's not it's not great. But this Ultimate Alliance, Batman man. Fight and it's great, but... We got Ultimate this. Alliance. For the Switch. Did, and you... Alright, so we'll start it with this. Because I am a Marvel fanboy... Yep. Got into this. I've played all of them from back when they were X-Men Legends 1 and 2. That I didn't even know it started with that. Transformed into Marvel Ultimate Alliance on okay. the 360 PS3 era. Yep. But it was all the same developer up until this one. And this one's the Switch where they bring in... Ninja. Team Ninja. Or That's right, Team Ninja. Um, Koei Tecmo. Who can do they, some good stuff. Yes, yeah. Uh, honestly, their their issues always been story mm-hmm. and writing and uh, the the translation, the transition from Japanese to American and that whole process. I feel like they spend as little money as possible sometimes, and you get like usually a fun mechanic that is hampered with bad UI or bad AI because they're real cheap. Yeah, <laughs> they seem like they're real cheap. So. There were some red flags maybe going into this, plus uh, that it was just the Switch meant it wasn't going to be super powered and maybe therefore not given a lot of attention. Or it could be better to focus on the one. It could. And give it a lot it more. Because I think they're... Team Ninja's in some exclusivity thing with Nintendo because they also oh, made shit? Metroid Other M, which was not well received. That's right, on the Wii. What? But that was the Wii. Have they done anything with them since? Uh, they did something on the Wii U as well. And I think they made... There was a multiplayer Metroid game on the DS or the 3DS. I think that was also Team Ninja. Did it involve some sort of fucking ball sport? I think at a point. I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember that, but that also was... Also not very well received. Team Ninja? I'm pretty sure. I could, I'm, I'm probably Oof. wrong on that one. I know they made Metroid Other M, I think. Which For was... Sure. 
like uh, another 3D brawler as Samus. Yeah. And I think for parts of it, you're not even in the suit. You're zero suit Samus. Yeah. I don't know. And that one had a ton of weird story stuff. And a lot of bugs. I think it had a pretty easy to trigger game breaking bug, too. Oh, yeah. Like right at the end in the last 75%. That's horrible. I'm uh, I'm glad we're kind of getting out of that era where, you know, you can get fucked over by not saving properly or something or going into a dungeon that then you can't get out of and then you're trapped in that dungeon. Or that happened to me in Final Fantasy IX the first time. Yeah, I think that's right about PlayStation 2, GameCube, Wii era is when you saw the last of that. And then with patches, we've been able to kind of fix this shit. You can. Unless you still get there before the patch, sometimes you're still fucked. But it's true. It can be fixed now, at least. This is true. This is true. But um, we're getting way off topic. I'm sorry. This Typical. Is, this is I know. It's potpourri. Whatever. Uh, this is my episode for potpourri. Uh, go fuck yourselves. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, I, I fully embrace the experience grind motto here. Um, no, so I kind of went in with very mixed expectations. But I was going to get it day one because, man, I'm a sucker for Marvel. And even, like, a C game, like, just a straight middle-of-the-road, beat-em-up, Diablo-style kind of game with Marvel stuff that I can take on the go and be portable, I'm going to spend some time in it, I'm going to get my money's worth. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to enjoy it at least on some aspect. Really pregnant pause. Yeah. Have you played it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm to like level 11. It's... Okay. Uh, I've never played any of the others, so I have yeah. nothing to compare it to. Um, it's it's a little base, a little blasé, mm-hmm. a little just... Yeah. The, I mean, it's about C level, like you said. It's... Yeah. The power-up situation is weird. I don't know if it's different in this one than the other ones. Uh, I also really don't like that they tried to push this team power-up aspect in this game, it seems. Uh, uh-huh. Um... But maybe that's also because I'm rigid and asshole-ish and I'm, I don't want to play as anybody but the Hulk. In fairness, you still can. Yeah. You still can. I'm, and those bonuses are so small, I don't think they really matter. Like, of 2% changes. Well, what I hate is that there's, like, certain things that you have to do with two characters. Oh, sure. Like, certain doors you have to trigger by, like, doing both of their special moves mm-hmm. so that they can... And it's not very... Well designed or intuitive? Alright. Here's where I'm going to disagree a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Because I've agreed with almost everything you said. But I think it is designed well. I think it is hidden and not explained well. That is true. Is I'm learning as I go things that have been frustrating for like the last hour. And then I do this and I'm like... Well, fucking Jesus Christ, that's so easy. Why didn't you tell me this instead of giving me a tutorial on how to hit a light attack? You know, like the thing that I know from the fucking game. I know how to jump. Don't give me a jumping tutorial. Tell me how to read what like the R2 trigger abilities do because they don't tell you how to. And that kind of alleviates a lot of that. Luckily, I think, and this is maybe a problem once you get more into the game too, because then you'll have, instead of one ability for each character, you'll have four abilities. Sure. Which I'm looking... And then each ability yeah. is kind of one of those different elements that you need to open the doors. So the fact that, like, I could have a team of, like, Venom, Hulk, Luke Cage, and... Uh, who's another beater? Thor. Thor, right, on a team? And I'm still going to be able to unlock stuff because Thor has, like, the B attack, which will serve for that. And Venom will have, like, the A attack. So it gets easier to do. It does. It does. And I also think it maybe kind of encourages the replayability because this is a game that you are essentially just collecting and then leveling up. So then you can go through missions to unlock and collect more stuff. And it's really... It's... It's... I think it all hinges around that kind of that unlockable component much in the same way that the Lego games are because the Lego okay. games are very fucking base too. And that's say even more base. They are. And that's more frustrating. That's why I don't like the Lego games. I've tried yeah. Lego star Wars and I just, 
I see. If I, I had say, a kid, maybe. Yes, 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 yes. A kid or or somebody who's getting into it because Laura got into kind of co-op gaming through Lego Soft. It helped. It's great, and, and it's great with kids too. Some of the later ones forego the mission structure, and they're just like, "Here's a fucking city, sandbox. Go play. go for it." Yeah, they still have the mission structure, like you could do on the side. It's like but Grand then Theft Auto city. style, almost. I think, right? It's like a full Lego game with with a Grand Theft Auto on the side. Yeah, because like the levels you're going through don't correlate to that big sandbox. Oh, okay, but then there's like specifically like in the Batman ones, it's like a big fucking Gotham to play in. Yeah, and then in the Marvel ones, it's like here's New York, or in the second one, there's they mix a bunch of places together because there's a multiverse rift or something. Makes so absolute you get like sense. Asgard next, to like Sakar next to. Hala next to the Old West because the Old West was a big part of Marvel Comics way back in the day. Uh, <laughs> you get a medieval time period because, again, there's like a bunch of fucking weird medieval sort of Camelot kind of Marvel Comics, too. What about medieval Spawn, man? I really... Dude, all right, here's an interesting fact. Um, and this is an interesting fact. Sometimes my interesting facts, interestingly enough, are not interesting, but this one's okay. Okay. Um, Neil Gaiman. Famed author uh, is the creator of Medieval Spawn and Angela when he was working for Image Comics. Image Comics back in the day, um, they were the big competitor, rising competitor uh, to Marvel and DC, yep. headed by Todd McFarlane. And there was Rob other... Leefield. That's it. Um, they were kind of like the big spearheads. But their big thing was, hey, you join us, you do your comics, you create your characters. They are yours to keep. They are yours. You own that character. Neil Gaiman came in and created uh, Medieval Spawn uh, and Angela, who then he left, I think after like a year or two, like he wasn't there for a long time, but created these characters and then got into a huge battle with Image about them. Image still wanted to use them. Uh, Image tried to like, uh, (laughs) uh, I think what happened was Neil Gaiman got the full rights and then went to Marvel because he had a good relationship with Marvel at the time and sold them to them if they wanted to use them. Medieval Spawn is not being used, but Angela is now in continuity as Thor's sister from the Angel's Realm, which I can't remember. It's not... I think it might be having just H-E-D-E-N. Oh, Um, okay, yeah. But essentially, she was Odin's daughter, but the angels stole her from birth, which is the continuity way of saying like why she's been gone for so long and appears and shows up, but comes back and then is part of the guardians of the galaxy for like quite a bit. And it's like real interesting. She's got like this deadpan Drax level of humor, real wet, re- well written, but um, apparently image like was not happy with this. So oh, no, they, understand. They came up with somebody else. And I forget what like the girl's name was. It was something like Ramona or something real close. But, Do they like, kill exactly her? Exactly like her. Uh, huh? I think doesn't the, the crazy knife dude kill her too? As like a... Oh, yeah. A fuck you. Yeah. I, I know yeah, that part of the totally story. It is, yeah. yeah. And he they, they try to get away with a essentially the exact same copy of Medieval Spawn. But they called him uh, Middle Ages Spawn. And they're like... We see what you're doing. That's not going to work. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. So then they had to write it to Dark Ages Spawn, and that's where he now sits now. Okay. Medieval Spawn. That's the only Spawn toy I ever had. Was Medieval Spawn. Because he was fucking cool. He had he the knight armor badass. that looked like Spawn. Mm-hmm. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It's the only one I ever bought. Because I was also, as a kid, man, I was super into knights and dragons. And... I honestly think I had that one, too. And yeah. I think that may have been one of two Spawn figures. Because I, I had... also had the Violator. Because he you looked did? fucking cool. I had a rich friend that had, like, all of them. Jesus Christ. And Spawn Alley. He had the fucking giant, like, three-foot Malbosia. Or the 12-foot yeah. one. Or 12-inch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's but, yeah. fucking insane. I would look on Alta Vista at nights real fucking late. Searching for Todd McFarlane pictures of the toys. Really? I was so obsessed as a kid. I but you're, I didn't have the money. It was like, I can get one of these a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I just have to look. He also had like all the cool ass fucking Xenomorph alien toys. He had the Queen Alien. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was like 60 or 70 bucks and she was huge too. Yeah. She was fucking cool. They were smart I had to the movie stuff and then those horror rights. She was cool too because she had like the back part underneath the top shell was like one of those Reebok sneaker pump things and you could squeeze ah, it and the the thing spin. came out of the mouth. 
Oh no, the mouth shoots yeah. out like the the inner so, mouth. Yeah, you did it and go. That was so fucking cool, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, I would have loved that. Toys were awesome. They are. Have you ever gone back to those toys now and you look at the? Well, I think the McFarlane ones hold hold up still. I think they still look good. And that's why McFarlane toys are awesome because they always, even back yeah. then, they strive for a huge quality. Like some okay. of those over there, are McFarlanes, like all those Destiny toys are McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Akira toys I have are McFarlane. Well, you can tell they're 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 really well detailed. Yeah, they're very very well detailed and almost the, like hand painted. But Titanfall sure dude is also McFarlane. The dude with the gun. Yeah, yeah, with the taco by his feet. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Uh, I like toys. I'm a, I'm a man child. I do too. They're just you know Marvel toys. Ah. <laughs> uh... So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm with you. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's uh, where we were. <laughs> uh-huh. We had a tangent, man. This is a very tangent. I've only episode. unlocked, uh, like, two of the power-ups. Okay. Well, you, you have the one you start with, and I've unlocked the next one. Sure. Gotcha. I'm, gotcha. like, level 12, I think. I've got... Uh, I've not been able to stop playing this. Really? I started, and I've just played it, and I've kind of justified it as, like, whatever. I'll play whatever. I'll go back. I don't care. Um, This is going to be a game. And I'll tell you what it is. It is hitting the Dynasty Warriors itch. Is it's that? It is very same. mindless brawler. It is. It is. It's it's pretty mindless. I think it's just enough that it's not boring. Like the way the staggering works and and how you have to do your team attacks or the Infinity Trials kind of switch things up. They're fucking hard. I've only, I failed the first one. They're I'm, not easy. And I, I'm not even anywhere close to trying it yet. Did you do the Doc Ock one yet? Yeah. I was going to say, the Doc Ock one was That's my the first, first one I unlocked. Block. That's my That was my roadblock. Really? Oh, I had two unlocked before that, and no. then I got to Doc Ock, and I was like, well, fuck me. I can't do this right now. Dude, it was so hard. Uh, How I missed two? Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there should be one kind of real basic one, which is, I think, beating up some thugs somewhere, like 50 thugs or so. And then there's one right before that, because I can see its placement in the hex pattern, but I don't remember. In the <laughs> hex pattern. But, uh, no, you're right. Uh, and I think one of my criticisms that I can say for sure is in the old Ultimate Alliance games and even X-Men Legends, your character had four ability slots, much like you do in Ultimate Alliance 3. But you had, maybe by the time you had unlocked that character fully, maybe a dozen different skills, you know? Oh, and yeah, even, yeah, yeah. I would say maybe, I'll be fair and say four of them are passive skills, just like, you know, increased health or or increased criticals or something. So there were still eight skills. Like, so you kind of got to mix and match your skills like in Diablo. There's none of that in Ultimate Alliance 3. It and is very I base. I know this because yeah. there's so many fucking characters. Um, but it is like you get have four skill slots. You unlock four skills. That's and then it. You level them up, but it just makes them a little better. Mm-hmm. That's it. it. It doesn't change how they look visually. It doesn't. Oh, that's disappointing. It doesn't do anything really exciting, you know? And that is just like one of those things. It's like. Does it change the game or the gameplay? No. But is it noticed? And would it have made a difference? Yeah, I think maybe it would have. Because <laughs> uh, the fun in Diablo 3, which is a game I'll compare it to, I think it's like the gold standard for this type of game in the current year. Diablo 3, every like 5 to 10 minutes, you're getting a new skill that looks fucking wildly different like yeah. even like the ones that you're leveling up or changing like uh this rend is now going to do tornadoes on it so sure. like, that's visually different now rend is going to do a bash but like it sets things on fire or it pulls people in like now the frogs that you rain down explode yes yeah there's just so much more potential you could do and marvel has like a cast that could fucking do that like you can literally do anything with these characters. Like, Crystal, one of the humans, can make anything happen. Have fun with that. Don't just do fireballs, and then ice ball, and then water ball, and then air ball. <laughs> air <know>? ball. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Uh, Overall, uh, I'm going to keep playing it, but 
I'm looking forward to playing it together with you guys yeah, in the near yeah. future. That'll I think be fun. That'll be fun. And I think where this game's going to shine is having to coordinate for like the Infinity Trials stuff and like doing that, some of that harder. Yeah. And like of. selecting a team and working together, like knowing yeah. what you're. Yeah. That'll be fun yeah. too. But. Uh, but I'm with you. It's, it's overall, it's not doing anything to wow me, wow me. That's outside of like the story. I think the story is working for me. And I, it's I very base, but it's characters. it's very familiar. Yeah, it it's, is. It um, is, but you'll see as you get into it, they kind of start to do fun things with characters that pop up here and there, and it, I don't know. It does get to kind of be like uh, in game a little bit. It's like they're just showing you what you want. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they're playing into the thing, but it's kind of working. Who cares? Know. That's what you pay for. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we got a big month coming up, man. Uh, here pretty soon. It's a uh, a big month in our era of the show. Ooh, yeah. One uh, we call Stoner Movie September. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seems to get more loved every year. I think people get more into <laughs> it. Like, uh, I mean, I can definitely speak for me. I've definitely gotten more into it each year. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It was presented to me, and I was like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. I was kind of whatever. But then it kind of, the beauty of it sank in, which is one, I did not know there were so many Stoner movies. I thought it was a, it was a dry <laughs> idea. Like, oh, good, we got maybe two years. No, I think we actually have probably ten years worth of There's shit a lot of these movies. movies still out there, man. There are And depending numbers. on your interpretations, there can be more. Yeah, we can definitely get looser as we get older. Yeah. Which I think is what happens. Gravity. <laughs> um, but, uh... Man, I am having like whew, just losing all kinds of trains of thoughts. That's right. Man. I'm what I'm bringing it up for is because I started a little thing. I reached out. I'm trying to get Doug Benson. Mm, mm. So I, I reached out to him on Twitter. Whoa. And, you know, it wasn't a lot, but some people have been liking it. Some of our fans. But I want to put it out there to. Anybody that's listening now that does have a Twitter, you know, maybe you go ask Doug Benson too. be like, hey, man, you should get on Experience Grind. It'd be funny. And maybe just maybe if enough of you guys ask him too, and he sees the name, he might be like, all right, what the hell? Yeah. Just a radio or like a call in. It'd be easy. He doesn't have to do shit. He does have a fucking podcast called Getting Movies with or Getting, getting High with, with High, <laughs> where they get super stoned and talk about movies. It's Good, depending on the guests. They had, yeah, they had of course. one with the workaholics guys, mm-hmm. which was great. And then Eric Andre getting high was also equally fascinating and horrifying. Yeah, of course, as everything <laughs> with Eric Andre is. But yeah, I'm putting that out there to you guys. Maybe I'd like it if you just want to yeah. maybe throw one at him. I don't think it'd be bothersome. We're not that big of no. a group of people. So No, that said, last time we did this... The person uh, then had a heart Kevin attack. Kevin Smith immediately had a heart attack. So, Doug Benson, if something bad does happen, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then if so, we will then harness this power for good <laughs> going forward. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It'll be our own personal death note. Good reference. I get that thanks to the Netflix movie. Oh, God. Not the anime. <laughs> Did you bring up that part? Because I wanted to make sure I'm not a weeb because I'm not seeing the anime. I'm full on weeb. I'm a, I'm a full-on weeb. Hey, buddy. Hey. You want to do some Yahoo questions? I would love to do some Yahoo questions. I'm trying to find a good one. God, like, what sucks is that they're so full of just... Garbage. S- just the like same political even... questions. Oh, is that right? Oh, man. So you got to just... Uh... All right, here's a good one. Here's a really good okay. one, actually. Ryan. Yo, yo. Could you live without toilet paper? Yes, because the three seashell method exists. I actually just yesterday so there you go. learned that there is an actual way to use the three seashell method. The writer explained it to Sylvester Stallone. So you want to hear how this works? Uh, I know, but you should absolutely say this. Okay, so you do know how it works. I do. Because Let's see this if this is, is correct. Fantastic thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So apparently, you're supposed to take two of the seashells and hold them like a sandwich. Mm hmm. And you hold this behind your rectum and you use it to assist in pulling out the feces. Mm -hmm. And then the third seashell, when you're finished, you use to scrape all of the excess 
off of Uranus, and you dispose of all three seashells. That is the correct way to use the three seashell method. Hmm. Is that the way you heard it? I think that's the way I heard it. That said, I've got questions. One, seashells are more finite, I think, than tree. Well, it is also in the future when it might be switched. This is Demolition Man, I think this comes Uh, up in. No. Yes. 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 Not Judge Dredd. It's Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Man. Yeah. It's Wesley Snipes. It's it's like it's super far in the future Uh and like maybe trees are gone. But they farm seashells now. Oh, that's true. Now that I'm thinking of it, I don't know if I do see many trees outside of, like, maybe... And they're also in Los Angeles or San Francisco. A big suburb, not also known for trees. So you never know. But seashells, man, you gotta imagine they're finite. And if every person on the planet is taking a shit and getting rid of three seashells each time... Yeah. I have to imagine there's either... A seashell crisis, or like this, they're like seashells are going for like an exorbitant amount on the black market. There, I don't know, man. I just know how it works. And we're getting into I think the they Eakin. broke their world oh. with the way they shit. I'm is sure what I'm saying. I think it was a dumb <laughs> joke that, like, for some reason, the zeitgeist of the internet latched onto, like, oh, yeah, it's three like, C- what is the secret of the three seashells? And then it becomes a giant meme that spreads, like, Szechuan sauce, which is just like an overrated sauce. I was thinking great. of the the little person that hangs themselves in the Wizard of Oz. That is, I fell for that. I was part of that. It's just a bird. I don't know. I still want to believe, man. I don't know, but there are different copies of it. <laughs> I'm falling right into it. Here's but a, I swear I've seen it on a version where it does. Here's one question, like not from Yahoo. I just want to know, quick answer. Have you ever synced up Wizard of the Oz and Dark Side of the Moon? You have actually Absolutely, done it? Absolutely, twice. I've never done it myself. Twice. It's fantastic. Is and it? it surprisingly syncs up. Okay. And I don't know why it is. Maybe it's like it's it's the brain interpreting faces or like you see things in clouds you want. But like maybe that's something it's weird how it sings out. Maybe that's something we should do for like this proposed joint movie watching thing. We've briefly discussed with like the audiences on that rabbit, I think. Yeah, that'd be something cool to do because I've never done it. I remember you sync it up. Right during like the MGM lion roaring, I thought it was There's halfway part roars. of the way through the movies. It's no, one no. okay. It's it's in the roar because it all sinks in, and then you'll play it again at some point in the movie. So you'll watch it like one and a half times. I or see. The soundtrack plays one and a half times. Okay, but I know for sure it syncs up with the line because a lot of that shit hits right specifically when they go into color. Like I think it's specifically like the. Of home, home, yeah. Oh, okay. And then when that guitar finally goes, is when the color starts to first show. And it, it, I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty. And I'll tell you what too. I think this was before I even was drinking that I saw this and was that blown away by. Oh wow! Okay, so I had literally nothing. Nothing. Not even a drop of alcohol in me. Uh, I think I could very easily survive without toilet paper because I've used a bidet. And I really, really... Oh, yeah. Didn't mind the bidet. Yeah. And the one that I used also had a drying element. So, you would really have no need for toilet paper if you learned to just trust that. Yeah, I think if we're in a society with bidets, that works out perfectly fine. And they're not that weird. No. It's not that bad. People are just... It's its weird because it's, it's new. not... It's new here in America, and it mm-hmm. deals with your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think Elizabeth Taylor was attractive? I never really did. Is this... Uh, She's an older Austin. actress. Oh, no. Who? Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, Mommy right? Dearest? Is that... Or is it the chick from Austin Powers? I well, I mean, I thought it was the chick from Austin Powers. No, before. Elizabeth Taylor is super old actress. She was Cleopatra. She was Mommy Dearest. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did I ever find her attractive? No, I never did either, man. No. And I maybe it's because 
I only knew her as the older woman mm -hmm. that I saw. I never saw her in her prime, to be yeah. honest. I, like, I've not seen movies with her. I've never seen Cleopatra. I've heard it's a fiasco of grand proportions. I, I'm not going to watch it. Same with Waterworld. Really? You've it's never like seen Waterworld? It's a three-plus-hour movie that I hear is not great. I don't want to spend my time in it. I like Waterworld. But again, it, it's probably hours. a lot of nostalgia. Now, The Mailman is also a Kevin Costner movie that is also three hours. The Postman. The Postman. That movie fucking sucks. I've not seen either, so sure. I'll back you up. I probably only like Waterworld because I saw it as a kid. I think watching The Bodyguard for this podcast may have been like my third, maybe fourth Kevin Costner movie I've ever seen. One of which included Man of Steel, which tells you how little Kevin Costner I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, dreams. what was the best band of the 1990s? Of all of the 90s? Yeah. So, huh. All right, this is an interesting question. You got to phrase it. I think you have to be specific in your phrasing here. Is it the best band to represent the 90s? Or is it the best band still looking back I think 90s. the best band from the 90s, like they had to have started between 1990 and 99, and to you best also represents the 90s. They don't so have to exist a right now. combination of both. Yeah. Okay. Like they have to have started in the 90s, and it also best represents the 90s sound to you. Because I you've got say there's best, and I could say what's the best representation. Yeah. Best band. And my best is probably going to be way off the mark from representation. Sure, mine is, I'm sure, but I already know my answer. <sighs> I mean, oh, fuck. I don't know. It's hard. Uh, going, I mean, I'll spitball. I'll just spitball because I don't have, like, the choice ready for you right now. Sure. Um, Pearl Jam comes to mind. Okay. I think Pearl Jam's a fantastic 90s band. Honestly, Audio Slave was also fantastic. I would give it to maybe um, Were they, Stone Temple what? Pilots. I didn't, I think Audio Slave's 2000s, bro. Is that afterwards? Oh, fuck. Because Rage was oh, I'm 90s. Oh, I think Soundgarden. My bad. Soundgarden, okay. I'm thinking Soundgarden. Soundgarden That's is totally pretty fucking 90s. That's more, I guess, a better representation. I could go Foo Fighters. I could go... I, and here's the one weird one. I wouldn't go Nirvana, even though they probably are the better representation in the 90s than anything else I've said. Um, Pearl Jam's pretty 90s. Soundgarden is pretty 90s. Which... You gotta give me one. But then I also like Outcast was fucking going in the nineties. I wouldn't they, include them because that's, that's hip hop. Man. That's hip hop and best uh, best band of the nineties. And see, that's where I go the representation because you're right. I don't think Outcast accurately represents the picture of what the nineties were. They don't. But well, no, no, that, like they're like in contention, like Stankonia. AT Aliens, like and, uh, those maybe, are some of my favorite. Records. Maybe I'm being elitist, but like to me, Outcast is a hip hop group. They're not a band because they're not playing instruments. Uh, maybe, maybe though. I, I don't know how much they had going on, but I, I all right. Here's here's something. Maybe it is being elitist. <laughs> uh, because I mean. Hip hop sampling, all this stuff sure, is because I'm, of the, like the lack I'm of not disagreeing money with that. in those communities for instruments and classical kind of education and getting in. So they do sampling or beatboxing or rapping because it's cheap. But so I don't think that on the same qualifies a hip hop group. If you've ever read any fucking biography, mm. Nirvana, like Kurt Cobain, was fucking poor as shit. But the one thing he bought was a guitar, an amp, and like he fucking worked for that because he wanted it. If you want it, it's there. I, I think it's just different cultures. Well, this is where I'll say it too, though, is to directly refute that as outcasts started getting more and more money, they started getting more involved with what they were doing musically. Like, not just the rapping and the beats and stuff, but like, you can hear it in uh, Benjamin Andre's stuff. Like, He's putting like fucking saxes in there and horns and like weird shit. Yeah. Like, and that's that's to be expected with experimentation from artists as they grow, or with the ability to do so and to yeah. outrise a station. Like because I don't know, and this is coming from like a white kid who knows like fucking dick all. I'm I'm like judging from what I've seen in popular culture and like kind of Atlanta, but it seems like there is a specific style. That you have to get to become something in hip hop. 
And then once you make it, then you can start to do stuff, too. Ryan. I don't know. We're getting into the weeds here. We are. Best <laughs> band of the fucking 90s. It's a question. Answer it. Outcast. Okay. God damn it. Weezer is what I say. Holy fuck, oh, man. that's a good one. I'll, yeah. I'll go Weezer. Fucking A. <laughs> I've been waiting this whole fucking time to say Weezer. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'll go Weezer. Uh, or, or Bush. <laughs> I Bush really is also like pretty Bush fucking 90s. 90s. You know, it's also Sublime. There's an argument to be made for that. See, all right, Sublime, I like their three or four hits, yeah. and that's it. Like, of course, I didn't know but they were, anything else. They're everywhere, and they're still everywhere True. from the 90s. Incubus, would, in, what, what, Incubus where, when are they? When, I think when Science was 98. So they're kind of late. I'd say they're more of a 2000s. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, Weezer, buddy. I think might be the best pick. Uh, to I me, think it's that's Weezer. Yeah. We have Blue Album. Man, it's a fucking great album. Yeah. It's a fucking great album, bub. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is the most famous person living in the world today? Mm-mm. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. I got to think, think, man. Do you think it's Donald Trump? I got to say Donald Trump, man. I really do. I was trying to think if he would be more famous than like some of our past presidents because you're going with also maybe Obama. It might also be super American centric. You know, you got to like people like Angela Merkel mm. and like like you got to imagine that's super huge over in Europe. Like that's going to get. But yeah, from the way it seems from my American centric view, fucking everybody's talking about Donald Trump 24 seven. Yeah, I think it might be. Do you think Trump is more or less famous than Robert Downey Jr.? I'd say more. Interesting. Very interesting. That is a good because you got to figure all the kids with Robert Downey Jr. and the people who don't know enough about that. But you got to figure like things like American politics. Yeah. Reach into like I don't know though. like these remote villages out in like yeah uh, Russia or like uh, down in Africa and shit like you got to think that shit reaches like he's the fucking American president, but, but um, Obama too. <laughs> I know it's but it's weird because like people like, people love to hate Donald Trump too. too so Ooh. like there's so much more like. I don't know. It's weird, but people love Passion. to love Obama too. So it's that's, I don't know, that's man. That's where I was kind of thinking before Trump, and why I didn't just immediately call Trump was like I think Obama might have like he might honestly he might have an edge up because everybody talks about the great Obama years now and Obama. Hmm. Yeah, I just still go Trump for just like you said the the fervor that everybody's worked themselves up into about it. I think that might be more vast reaching. That's kind of, that's almost what I got to say. Is that cynical? Again, it might, like I'm saying, it might be fully American centric. Like, I I don't really know. It's hard to say. But, oh, oh, oh. Donald Trump or Kim Jong Il or Kim Jong Un? See, I don't know, man. Because you've also, if you've thrown in the Kims, everybody. You got Kim Kardashian, too, who, like, seems to be. See, now, I think she might be more American-centric. I think you she, go to Britain, I don't think they care about Kanye or Kim. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. they might still care about Kim Jong's. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's. I think it's definitely got to be a world leader. Yes. Somebody, yeah, some kind of face that's been mocked by many countries, I think. Or has become, like, such a personality or character that is recognizable in every country. And I think you're right. It's world leader. Somebody in high power. Hey, buddy. Would you throw a living lobster into a pan of boiling water to cook for your supper? You think you could do that? No, but only because it probably requires me to touch the lobster to, yeah. to begin with. Like, I don't want to just even deal with it. That said, we we cooked. Laura's cooked, like, crab alive. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I could do it either, uh, but when I worked at the meat department at the grocery store, we had a live lobster tank and we had like this steam box. Yeah. And when people bought them, like I would sometimes, if I was working, I'd have to get it out of the thing and put it in the steam box and start the timer, man. And that's, it's fucking weird because you know, you're killing it. It's a weird yeah. thing, man. I, It's hard to do. If I, 
I probably wouldn't do it now. I'm a lot more pacifistic and like super mm. like I would just I'd be like, I can't do it. Somebody else has to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't know, man. I, I got. I develop that as I get older. I think it's a good quality. I Oh, I think so, too. I mean, you, yeah, some people don't develop it and just have nothing their whole life. Do you care what other people think of you? I just like that first part. Do you care? <laughs> do you care? Uh, do I care what other people think of me? Uh, this would have been a much easier question before we started the podcast, for sure. Um, I would have said before the podcast, no, I don't give one fuck. Like, whatever. Like, I don't pay attention to most people. Most people don't pay attention to me. Like, I am not the type of person that thinks the world revolves around them. Like, I'm aware. Like, I can, like, take out a ball if I wanted to. And nobody's going to notice because, like, people oh, don't testicle? pay attention. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's like everybody's always concerned with their own stuff. Like, whatever. So, no, I don't particularly care. Now that I'm on a podcast... This is the only time I find myself caring or, like, getting wrapped up and thinking about, like, what I'm going to say and, like, how it's going to reflect on me and, like, what kind of maybe, like, image I want to convey. And it's not necessarily, like, a false thing, but you also don't want to slip up and say something fucking stupid sure. or hurtful or Thankfully, we don't ignorant, you know? podcast live, so... <laughs> there's, there's a good reason. There's always edits that can be made. There's a um, very good reason. But I'd also, I don't know. I'd like to also think that I don't care. And for the most part, I'd say I don't. But it's all like any criticism, I think, is going to affect a person. Because it, it should. If it doesn't affect yeah. you, that means you're not learning and you're not growing. Then you are a completely stagnant, nothing but human. Also, you know, you don't have to necessarily agree to the criticism. There you go. Um, but I think it it's always going to be everybody wants to be liked i feel and to a degree like if somebody doesn't like something you do just say not be alone to, to feel like sure you belong, like you like you're with people i got you liking or whatever but it's that what, the hurting in instinct yeah but so you say no but <sighs> yeah kinda. but I, I i have been bothered i like for the most part i don't think i do but i i know of some instances where things have bothered me because it does seem like people for whatever reason have some sort of opinion on me and that that can bug you and yeah. get in your craw because maybe it's just like uh, they're thinking of a bad thing yeah. that you went through and that's what they saw or, and it's like well that's not the real representation of me but yeah. then also like how do you approach this person and be like look yeah it's that's yeah i think that's a that's a good one it's, i think i try to just operate on the general consensus that no I don't really care mm-hmm. what people think about me. I, I'm here to have fun for my life. Yeah. If you don't like it, cool, man. Go live your life. This is me, baby. I'm not, but that doesn't mean I'm opposed to growth or change. I actually no, strive no, no. for those. There, so there's, yeah, no, they're not mutually exclusive or connected. It's they're fine, and I think you're right. Like I think that's what usually gets me is I don't. If somebody says something or thinks something, like, I'm fine, I don't care, whatever, you think this or that, that's fine. We we can disagree, whatever. Um, I think where it kind of sticks in me and I get obsessed is if I feel like somebody got what I've said or what I've done, like, misinterpreted. Like, my intention didn't come through clearly. Like, that's it. It's not even, like, a... It's not a correction thing or, like, whatever, but... If if I don't feel like what I've said was heard properly, I might get stuck on it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I think I, I came off wrong. Like, it was this. I actually, I was trying to say this. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Learning process, whatever. I'm a human growing, blah, blah, blah. And you just kind of shake it off like that. But, like, I think that's the only time I kind of get stuck in my head about it. It's very similar. Yeah. I mean. Very similar. At the end of the day, hey. And. Go fuck yourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Unless it comes from somebody you love. I'd say that's maybe the qualifier when taking criticism. There are definitely people who you can and should take criticism from. You shouldn't take it from just anybody giving you an opinion. I don't know if you should take it, but you should be open to it. You should be open to it, yes. Well, well, yeah. I guess it depends on what it is. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, uh, you probably shouldn't mainline heroin uh, at your nephew's birthday party. 
You yeah. should take it. Go fuck yourself. No, you should take that advice. But that would probably be my <laughs> that would probably be my response if I was mainlining heroin at my nephew's birthday. If you were mainlining heroin at your cousin's birthday party, that would be the best response you could possibly yeah. get. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start singing. It's my life, and it's oh. now or never. Oh. Yeah, uh, so we're going to end on that. Oof. <laughs> on that awesome Bon Jovi riff. Like Empire, just a real sad <laughs> note to end on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want it? All right. You think Juicy Smollett did it? Or Jesse Smollett did it? You think you got... <sighs> do you think it was a setup? Oh, I like it. Okay. It's interesting, because I, I followed this shit. I followed it real hard. What a fucking weird situation. I think he is. faked the whole fucking thing. Should we give context for people, or just no. give... Alright, so if you don't know... Look it up! Fucking get on it. Uh, if this is an American-centric podcast, you should probably be somewhat familiar with the Jesse Smollett case. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I really do. That said... The facts are kind of pointing oh, man. against it, man. Everything is pointing badly, dude. I Yeah, I wanted that to be the case. I wanted it to not be like this guy fucking pulling a con job and giving people who are actually having fucking troubles, like, a, I don't know, an illegitimate name now because of this shit. Yeah. Because that's real fucked. That's real fucking despicable human level. Ooh, it's bad. Um, So I hope, 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 hope he didn't do it. But it's looking like he did it, maybe. Totally yeah. agree, buddy. Uh, yeah. What a way to end. Yeah. Hurrah. There's a, there's a real empire ending. Fantastic. <laughs> uh-huh. The world is dark and fucking full of unrest. Tears. Yeah. That's the fucking light king. The the god of lights. Uh-huh. Is Game dark. of Thrones. Are we still talking about that show? No. Everybody hates it now, right? Uh, finally, did you see Seth uh, Rogen's sweet burn on it? No. Oh, it was great. Please, please. So this is what we'll end on, and then we'll go out. So That's it's at San Diego's Comic-Con just this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, his panel, he's doing a preacher? Yeah. With um, AMC. Him and uh, Evan Goldberg. And, uh, but, so, he was at there to do a panel, and their panel followed the Game of Thrones panel. Ah. Which David, whatever, Mindel, Bindov. David Benioff and David Wise. And D.B. Wise. D.B. Wise, that's right. Uh, both declined to show up. Uh, and they did, not, so. they did not do a Q&A. Uh, and, <laughs> and Seth Rogen was doing one. He's like, he he basically was like, yeah, that, that, that thing sucked. But uh, you know what? Even if mine sucks, I'm still here. I'm answering questions. Fuck it. Ask me anything you want to ask about Game of Thrones. Fantastic. So, Seth Rogen gets it, man. Yeah, that's uh, man, that's all right. Doug Benson, I I love Doug Benson. Yeah, Actually, right. Please getting, don't getting don't Doug shit Doug Benson. When we're trying to get Doug Benson on. That said, Seth Rogen would also be great. Would be one of my. Uh, hey, there's always next kids. year. No man, there's always still in a movie September next year. We're going Benson this year. I'm okay with this. I would love to get. I'm Benson. okay with this. Please tweet at Benson, people. It'd be great. But uh, we're gonna shut the fuck up, man. Benson. Go Benson. I'm trying to think of a... <laughs> Let's bag Benson. That's terrible. Uh, I'm Kyle. The Borat with the Pamela Anderson in a sack. Let's bag Benson. Yeah. I'm Ryan. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>